Welcome to Vision Drip, a podcast designed to give you a steady drip of our vision, mission, and DNA to establish and refine the gospel culture at Sacred City Church. I'm your host, Pastor Sam Schmidt, church planter and pastor of Sacred City Church in Moline, Illinois. I am so excited to have you with me as I hope this podcast helps to equip you as a disciple of Jesus in the everyday rhythms of life as we set out to make disciples, plant churches, and renew the city. Not only do I hope that this podcast helps you grow, but it would grow your affections for Jesus. So let's dive into this episode of Sacred City Vision Drill. Everybody, welcome on in to another episode of Sacred City Vision Drip. I uh, can't hardly believe it. We are approaching Christmas very swiftly, as it seems. Uh, the wife and I have plans to go doing some Christmas shopping tonight, and uh, I'm sure everybody's kind of in that mode. But, you know, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, of how Christian, Christians, I don't know, Christians, uh, approach the Christmas season differently than a consumer culture in that we set time aside. We, we leave space for family. We leave space for devotion and reflection, singing and um, anticipation and longing, kind of making space for some of that stuff. Um, and typically, uh, we acknowledge four different themes, it, it, like traditionally speaking, four different themes throughout the Advent season um, that are reflected in the uh, Advent calendar or the Advent candles that we light. Um, the first week is hope. Uh, second week is peace, then joy, and we'll wrap it up with love. Um, and we are sitting in week number two of Advent. We're coming to the tail end of it, swiftly moving to week number three. Um, and, and the week uh, that we're in right now is talking about peace. And I just wanted to, this is going to be a little bit of a ranty thing going on here. So hopefully this pans out all right. Hopefully it makes it to the airwaves and it's not a complete waste of my time. Um, but at, in light of the the theme of peace, um, our, my missional community, we've been going through this. It's just sort of like a reflection on these um, these four categories. Uh, and, and we came out of missional community last night and I, and I was thinking about peace and and sometimes it just seems like such an abstract idea because we live in in a world that is clearly not peaceful at all um, so much chaos so much you know um you know and really to to understand peace we have to kind of go back to like the Hebrew understanding of the word Shalom which is more than just a lack of conflict you know I think that's typically you know if, if we talk about wartime and peacetime, uh, peacetime would be marked by a lack of conflict, but but actually that's a pretty narrow, shallow understanding of the word peace, at least the way the Bible talks about it. Um, peace being shalom, it's this really robust word that gives this sense of wholeness and completion, something, you know, like harmonious, everything is working, or in the words of Radiohead, everything in its right place. Um, it, it's everything's complementary to each other. Everything's has this sort of this, um, this way of being and an existing that produces something that's deeply satisfying. And so, you know, thinking about the fact we live in a very dissatisfying world, like there's a lot about our world that leaves us longing. Um, we, we experience that in our relationships with our, our work. Um, you know, um, 
with financial economic stresses, health, obviously we're in the season of COVID where uh, there's clearly not shalom on a, on a health level. And it, so it kind of leaves us longing. Um, and one of the things that um, I, I was reading this week, I've been reading a book by um, Friedman, Edwin Friedman um, called the failure of nerve. And he basically does, I just see these two things merging together. So um, the topic of, of peace and, and what Friedman identifies as the deepest seated problem um, with society. Now he's not a Christian um, to have, you know, like a worldview to, to kind of give us um, similar vocabulary because a Christian, you'd ask him, what's the deepest problem with the world? Well, um, you know, sin, we can say sin is the deepest problem, but, but he, he kind of, um, he says the deepest problem, um, the most profound problem with our society is that we are chronic, chronically anxious that, that we just have this disposition of constant nagging anxiety. And, and when you think about it, anxiety um, is antithetical to peace. You think about, um, like from a, a little bit of into my world here. So one of, I, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm a one on the Enneagram. And so when I, things feel peaceful to me when things are right, when things are um, as they should be, sort of by the book, by the rules. And when things aren't, um, internally, I have to wrestle with this a lot. When things aren't right, or as I see as right, um, there's this like anxiety that starts, starts to sort of rise up in my own soul um, that makes me either want to do something about it or get critical about it. or you know. And, and so it just leaves me in a place where I personally don't feel a sense of peace. It feels very unpeaceful to me. It starts kind of producing um, this anxiety that doesn't necessarily take the form of fear or, uh, you know, like a, a crippling, I think as a one, maybe, maybe we're a little bit more optimistic in the sense of we see something wrong and we think we can fix it. We're kind of reformers. That's the name, um, that's typically associated with an Enneagram one. Um, but just seeing this connection between peace and anxiety. And one of the things that, uh, Friedman talks about is that we have made concessions for our anxiety. So how he frames this up is this idea that, um, you know, if you look at the, look at the society in general, you can argue that we have progressed in some, some pretty significant ways that, that the human humans have advanced. We talk about it in terms of, you know, the, the large umbrella would probably be just in technology. We talk about like medically, how we've progressed economically, how we've progressed, progressed. And, and a lot of this revolves around technology and, and what, what he observes is that as we uh, advance technologically, what happens is this social regression where we become, in a sense, kind of less human, that we rely more and more on technology to sort of like get us through the conflicts and um, the the anxiety that we're wrestling with. And what it leaves us with is sort of like our, our humanity gets hijacked. Um, and of course, from a biblical, biblical perspective, we talk, well, humans are made to flourish. Humans are, are meant to live the good life and, and a state of chronic anxiety isn't part of that. Like, and so I, I just been thinking about between what Friedman, what I've been reading in Friedman's book uh, about this, this deep seated problem of chronic anxiety, um, and, and what the season of Advent affords us in pursuing true and settling peace. Um, 
And I would really like to spend more time about uh, talking through some of uh, Friedman's findings because I find it fascinating, very, very fascinating stuff. Um, but but I, I think you'd probably get bored with that. But I just want to explore this idea here that, that if we are, in fact, a chronically anxious society, and, and I think just because you've said a prayer, just because you, you've uh, took a step in faith toward Jesus doesn't mean that just magically vanishes. You know, I, I it, and sometimes it depends on your, your disposition, your wiring, how, how big of a role anxiety plays in your life. Um, but I think it's something that everybody can relate to in some ways, uh, whether it's this anxiety about uh, financially where things are going to be, um, this, this, Anxiety. I don't know. Maybe this, uh, how this election shook out, really has left you in a place where you're sort of, um, you know, reeling and wondering, oh my goodness, what's going to happen moving forward? And you're sort of like wrapped up in that. Um, you know, maybe it's the COVID stuff about, you know, I'm scared about getting sick. I'm scared that I'm, I'm maybe I'm not so scared so much for myself getting sick, but somebody that I love getting them sick. And could I deal with the, um, the guilt and, and sort of the emotional burden that would place on me? And so there, there's all kinds of things right now on top of the normal life, uh, stuff that, tends to produce anxiety, you know, warning about our kids. Are they going to get the right education if we're learning from, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on uh, about these different things. And I think one of the things that's really helpful is being able to sit back and pinpoint, you know, it really takes a little bit of the ability to sort of differentiate yourself, to kind of step outside the immediate context, the immediate happenings and taking a step out of the moment because that, I think we become so reactive to things um, where we just, all we know how to do is to be anxious or let that worry sort of carry us through and make these reactive moves in our life. And instead, how the gospel affords us the ability to sort of step outside of the pressing circumstances in a way and, and kind of observe what's going on on a heart level and why these circumstances are causing a certain kind of reaction from us and then move in faith toward Jesus. And, and so what I want to ask is, where are you feeling anxious right now? Can you think through that? Like, what are the things that tend to just sort of like create the snowball of worry in your life where you sort of just like, and this is what happens for me where it's just like my mind gets consumed by it and maybe it's for like five minutes, you know, I check out for five minutes or, or whatever. And my mind sort of wonders, but then the, the, the effect that I feel, it's just like, it literally feels like if, you, if you've ever worked out and you get that muscle soreness the next day and, and you're just sort of like cramped up and you feel like that's the way my heart feels when, when I feel anxious and, and I kind of let that worry or, or even the cynicism sort of take over the critical nature sort of, it just feels like my heart isn't a ball of a, a knot of, uh, muscles that are just tightened up. And so what is it that, that causes that sort of reaction for you? What, what causes you, um, to kind of stay up at night or where does your mind go? Um, when things aren't necessarily shaken out, like you hoped you were. So asking that question, what, what is it that's causing, um, anxiety and, and, and more than likely, it's not just a one-off thing. I mean, there might be some certain scenarios where, okay, this this one thing, you lost your job, boom, that, that's one big thing that's happened. But but to be able to pinpoint the places that, that chronically make us anxious, that's sort of like this, you know... Um, have like this low grade hum in our life. I don't know if you've ever listened to uh, an audio recording. I mean, look, listen to the old stuff, you know, uh, even 
go to back to listen to a couple of the first episodes of Sacred City Vision Drip, and you can hear just sort of a low hum of, of uh, a poor microphone. And that sort of is like what, uh, it's kind of there, you hear it, you kind of learn to deal with it and ignore it and sort of... Um, function e- even though it's going and, and it can be distraction uh, a distraction um, but I think that's kind of how anxiety works in our life that that chronic anxiety that sort of low hum that's always there kind of persistent kind of naggy in some ways you learn how to deal with it uh, but in other ways it can be really debilitating and so what is it what is that for you that causes this state of anxiety and then my next question would be how does Jesus address that anxiety one of the things that we reflect on during the Christmas season is, is okay, so the theme of peace, but, but Jesus being called the Prince of Peace. The fact that peace belongs to him. In the dominion of Jesus and his kingdom, peace reigns. So let's, let's think, what would, it, like, what, would, what would it look like in your life to really have this sense of peace? What would that free you from? How, how would that affect your attitude? How, the, how that would affect the way that you, you, um, you approach the season where it tends to be a season of generosity? How do you approach the season, you know, um, with, under, underneath the lordship of Jesus, who's ruling a kingdom of peace? How does that affect your relationships, especially those family relationships that, you know, you got Thanksgiving and then you got Christmas and, you, you know, maybe you're entering in some of these uh uh, these tenacious relationships. How does the peace of Jesus rule your hearts and minds? What would that look like? And then the next question is, how does Jesus move us to that? How does Jesus take us from this chronic anxiety that we tend to find ourselves in and move us toward a place uh, of peace? And really at the center of this has to be trust. We have to be able to trust because a lot of times anxiety comes be, uh, into our lives because we just feel out of control. There's so much stuff we can't control. And, and we try to cover it. We try to pacify that anxiety by, by taking the reins, by you know, um, assuming some level of responsibility that we just simply can't live up to. We try to play, you know, it's like a, ch- a chess master trying to play the game, try, try to play the board. We're trying to, you know, be a puppeteer to pull the strings to get the desired outcomes that we want. But the reality is we don't have as much control over our lives as we think we do or would hope that we do. And if that's the truth, then it'll either make us way more anxious than we are now, like way more anxious because it's all up to fate, or we have the opportunity to, to entrust ourselves to the Prince of Peace, to see that as Jesus rules and reigns, he does so with the intentions of bringing about our wholeness, our flourishing, giving us this access to the good life. And so what sort of truths do we need to latch on to this Advent season to, to bring us from a place of anxiety to a place of peace. And so I, I think one of the things, you know, just, just in realizing how limited we are in our control is seeing that everything is under Jesus's control. In Colossians, it talks about that all things are held together by him. All things were made for him, by him, through him, all things exist. And so we can see, okay, well, Jesus clearly has control that I don't have. You know, in him, all things move and have their being. 
So we can see the control of Jesus. And it's not that he just has this control, like, you know, like he's, um, has unlimited control and he is motivated by, by self-interest. But this Prince of Peace who has all control, who, who reigns over the cosmos, that everything is underneath of his rule and reign, rules and reigns with our best interests in mind. I think of, I think of how the gospel shapes um, Joseph's understanding. Um, Jacob, no, Joseph. Oh my goodness, I'm getting people confused in the Bible. Uh, Joseph, who, who his brothers sold him into slavery, um, cause he was his dad's favorites. Um, he, he went through this really, a couple of seasons, really hard of hardships. Um, and eventually it was like through all this stuff, God had providentially ordained him to be at a place where he could provide uh, a sense of salvation, a, a, of deliverance for his family that, that kind of turned their back on him. And, and at the end of this whole story where there's just a lot of stuff, weird stuff going on um, in the story, he comes to the end and comes to the conclusion, what you intended for my, for evil, God intended for good, or what God used for my good. And I just think of how, how much truer that is in light of the gospel. It's like what the things that seem beyond our control, the things that seem, you know, cause Joseph had no control. He, he, you know, all this stuff sort of fell into place. He was very, very much at, uh, at the mercy of, of, uh, of God and, and had not a lot of control. And so for us to see that that's kind of the art, that is our story. And in Christ, we see that he's orchestrating things in a way that, that are meant to lead toward our goal or to our good. And, and, and to do that, what he's inviting us into is to trust to trust him, to surrender to him and to let his peace rule and reign in our hearts and our minds and let that to be to, to be so at work in our life that it makes us a peaceful people, a people that are no longer dominated by chronic anxiety, a pe- people who are no longer just tossed around by what's going on in our life and the circumstantial nature of, of life here under the sun, but to be so resolute that knowing that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is ruling and reigning in such a way that he wants my good and to be able to entrust myself to him. And so I would just want to encourage you as we think about this season of, of Advent and peace, what would it look like? Can can you can you let your Christian imagination wander here? What and just see what does Jesus want to do in my life? How can I move uh, into a deeper place of trust where that peace uh, I can have this sense of peace in my life? But not just for you, but that you would go into the world as a peaceful person, um, as somebody you know. Jesus calls us in the um, he says, "Blessed are the peacemakers." Um, so that we could have the peace of Christ so real in our hearts that wherever we step foot, we bring peace with us. What a gift that is to our families. What a gift that is to our missional community families. What a gift that is to our city and our workplaces and our friends, our neighborhoods. Uh, and so I just want to encourage you, let's let's pursue real peace, not, not just like a, a temporary sort of bandaid on the scab sort of thing, but, but re- like getting to the heart level of where our anxiety comes from, how Jesus meets us in that place uh, of vulnerability. Okay. I'm done rambling. Um, I don't know. I hope this is helpful for you. Um, just to reflect a little bit on peace, more of a devotional thing going on today. Um, but I just thought it was interesting how 
you know, the theme of peace this, uh, for Advent of, is peace this week. And some of my reading has really addressed some of the, the, the anxious, the chronic anxiety of our society. And really what a gift Jesus gives us here in the gospel, that he is the Prince of Peace who's come to make all things right. All right. I love you guys. I, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you guys on Sunday as we worship Jesus together. I hope you have a great rest of your week.